Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast, where I'm joined by my wife, Olympic mental performance coach, Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. In these episodes, Stephanie and I have a conversation about the different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters, because we believe that for those who are awake, we are living in and through the most impactful time in history. Your view of the world is the filter for how you will experience the evolution and changing dynamics of it. Our intention is to provide you with ideas, nutritious food for thought, and some tools that you can use to help you in being your greatest self and living your best life. Listen in. Enjoy. Hey, folks. Welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast. Stephanie. Hey, Ann. Now, we've had a really busy week. We had a busy weekend. We are coming off an amazing real estate investment network event called uh, the Accelerate Real Estate Accelerate Summit. Man, was it good. It was fantastic. And out of that always comes some really cool ideas and some observations when you're in a crowd and we're getting private messages. And although it was a virtual event, you know, people are communicating, they're chatting and they're doing all those things. So we got lots of things to talk about because it inspired a few, I guess, topics for us to go through this this particular podcast. And uh, you ready to get started? I sure am. It was so great because we got to open the event with the end of an era conversation, which we've done a couple of podcasts on. And um, I think we got a little controversial and a little stretchy, but it was so cool to have live interaction and kind of like a podcast feel scenario presentation at the same time getting real live feedback it makes me kind of want to do maybe some of these live yeah for sure that would be actually that'd be pretty fun wouldn't it yep so we're going to get into it a really famous quote yesterday i was clever so i wanted to change the world today i am wise so i am changing myself and that is such a powerful quote. And folks, before we get started, you know, for those of you listening to this on audio, we love it. We've got literally thousands of people following us or subscribing and listening on audio. We'd like to get our channel moved over to YouTube. We'll always do audio, by the way, because that just works. But we uh, are also trying to create a Mindset Matters community over on YouTube. So head on over there, the Everyday Millionaire podcast. And uh, within that is, of course, Mindset Matters. So like it, subscribe, hit the bell, get notifications, do all the things that we do. So uh, big ask there, but head on over and uh, we'll grow the community on YouTube as well. Okay, so let's get back to our quote. Yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself. What does that mean to you? Wow. Well, to me, for it brings up one of my favorite songs in the world by Michael Jackson called Man in the Mirror. You know, if you want to change the world, you got to look at yourself. We've always been driven. I mean, remember how enthusiastic we were when we first got married, got together and started on this amazing transformational journey of self-discovery. And we wanted the world to just understand and we wanted to make people feel what we were feeling and to really grow and all that stuff. And man, oh man, was that a lot of hard work and some pretty big, epic disappointments. Well, it was big disappointments, right? You know, we start to get on this journey of self-discovery. We learn things about the world. We learn things about ourselves. And all of a sudden, we want to share that with others. And we think everybody should be on this journey. And we think everybody wants to learn these things. And well, no, they don't. And that takes actually a long time to learn that because People patiently wait for us to uh, speak and do all these things, and then they go on their way and they go, holy cow, 
Uh, are these guys uh, part of a cult? What the hell is going on? They're just not in the same conversation. So, you know, at the end of the day, what it takes time to discover for many is that there is no changing anybody else. You really have to just change yourself. Therein lies the next quote, which is, be the change you want to see in the world. I think these two connect brilliantly. And it really boils down to as you change, as you shift your thought processes, as you act differently, because you are differently, if you make or you are differently. Oh, that's good English. That's good because English. you are different. Uh, you know, the thing is, is that when we start to understand our values, when we start to really kind of unpack uh, how we see the world, because we're stepping into the next level of awareness, uh, we change our decisions. We make different choices in terms of who we hang out with, how we communicate, uh, where we surround or how we surround ourselves in terms of environment, culture, community. These are always big topics for us to share. Um, what would you add to that? Well, I think the biggest thing for me back in the day was I, I would be a self-proclaimed, I would have been a self-proclaimed self-help junkie. You know, I think that's what led me to personal coaching and personal development. Until I realized that even as a coach, I didn't want people to change because I told them to change or what they should do. You don't hire a personal trainer to do your exercises for you. So what I realized is that whether I'm speaking or coaching or doing something and I would get, you know, really try to get to the heart of something and inspire people to even make one small change in the direction of their goals, what would happen is the next morning after the caffeine high of the workshop or the talk or, or the coaching session or whatever, there would be a low. And I don't want to step over the fact that change is difficult. If it was easy, more people would do it, right? And I don't think change is so scary. I love change. If I was comfortable, I think in my life, I'd be super uncomfortable now, where most people are the opposite. They're seeking comfort. So those are the things I'd, I'd like to add. Change is difficult and maybe not always necessary. Sometimes it's an internal shift that has to happen. And that's what I love about our, our shift program is that they're small internal shifts that have really big transformational results. Yeah. And just to mention here that we are and have launched are launching our next shift program. It is going uh, kicks off in September. If you're interested, go to the link in the description or in the show notes and you can find out all about registration. Now, when we talk about shift as an example, and I really love what you just said, Sometimes I think people are afraid of change because they think it's going to blow up their world, you know, that it has to change everything. And to your point, it's sometimes just a simple, and I don't want to call it simple, but it is an internal shift. Nobody really notices other than all of a sudden you're maybe calmer, less stressed, you're less activated, you're less frustrated because you've had that internal shift of how you view the world. So when we really consider all of these things that are happening, they're very internal. So what if you're able to actually shift the way you view the world? What if you're actually able to step back and consider how you view the world? Because then you start to change. You know, keep in mind is that what drives us is our values. What drives us is how we see the world. You know, are we a victim to the world? Are we blaming? Are we complaining? You know, we talk about that often. You know, one of the most powerful books I think anybody could read is the uh, with Jocko Wilnick is called Extreme Ownership. And I would encourage everybody to read that book. I think it's one of those things that uh, one of those books that really is impactful and powerful in terms of taking responsibility for your life. You know, you and I say this often is that our life is a reflection of who we're being. 
It's really that straightforward how we see the world. So if we want to actually see change in our world, it's not about the world changing. It's not even about your friends or family changing. Although sometimes we go, I wish they'd change. At the end of the day, all we can do is change our view of the world. And that's where the work really starts. You know, I'm going to just expand on that a little bit around the inner work is that what it did for me is it led me back all the way around to just a deeper level of self-reflection and self-acceptance. So even though it was a change, I was driven to change or I wanted to grow and I knew there was more out there and knew there was more in there and I wanted to have deeper conversations with people, what it brought me to was a layer of self-acceptance that I'd never had before. Because I think when I'm working with people and they're trying to change, it's like they're in some ways maybe potentially running away from something or running away from a truth that's true for them that they maybe don't want to admit. And so they want someone to tell them how to feel better about that. So the first thing is around self-reflection and self-acceptance is getting to that shift of being able to tell yourself the truth. Look at the man in the mirror, the woman in the mirror, and tell that person the truth about what's going on. Do you really need to change or do you need to find a way, a journey into a layer of self-acceptance? Well, there's some things going on in the world, of course, that we really have to, you know, shine a light on and discuss because, you know, we've said many times when we see all that's happening in the world these days, you start to realize just how much fear, how much uncertainty, how do we move forward, you know, between what's going on, let's say war, Russia, Ukraine, China, uh, what's going on in the UK, what's happening right here in Canada can be a lot of I guess, frightening things that are throwing people off. Now, then we're looking at social change, cultural change. When we look at the woke versus the awake, when we consider the shifts in polarization and divisiveness, we're into this world that is happening all around us. And how do we actually thrive in this environment? How do we not walk around angry all the time or walk around totally, I guess, disillusioned with what's happening in the world and want to just shut down and want to quit. You know, we're seeing it a lot and hearing about it a lot where people don't want to work. They don't want to show up. We can't get people moving, uh, not showing up on any given day of work. is just because it's like we've given up. We don't care. There's a lot. It seems to be. And that's all anecdotal, of course, a lot of that going on. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you are likely an overachiever. You're likely somebody who is really considering how can I be my best self? How can I actually deal with these things? What are some of the tools that I can maybe bring forward and put into our life? Now, this goes back to, again, the quote, which is, yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I'm wise, so I am changing myself. And to add to that, be the change you want to see in the world. Like really embrace it because always let's get grounded in one fundamental thing. The change is always about and within us. It is. And that's what's so interesting when I talk to people of all walks of life, you know, the the level of awareness that someone has is generally a reflection of how they view themselves. We had a person say years ago about how aware they were. And I was saying, yeah, what does that even mean? Like, I, I feel like I have a, a high level of self-awareness, but what do you mean? She goes, well, I'm just aware of how messed up everybody is. And she was holding herself kind of as the, the you know, the, the, the temperature gauge or the, the litmus test for awareness. I'm like, that's probably the least aware thing I've ever heard in my whole life. I mean, if you're not self-aware of how you're occurring in the world, and then you don't get that your life is a reflection of that, 
wow, we're not even in the same conversation. And the same thing happens when I hear a victim tone in people's voice is that, you know, if I'm hearing a victimology or a victim kind of a conversation coming from somebody about where I'm, you know, a victim or where something's happening to me, or there's that blame or that shame or those excuses about not moving forward or not taking responsibility. I hear that a lot more than I have in the past. And I think what's happened is that people are being told they're victims and being given a narrative that there's something wrong with them. And they're, if they don't do something, they're not going to be safe. And they're not. They're, and if they do something, they're not going to die. So we're being told a narrative right now that is actually counterintuitive or, or counteracting our need, our natural need to evolve and to grow. I mean, my goodness, if I was still a caterpillar, I don't, I don't know, I would think you would have squished me with your heel. But my whole journey about, you know, getting out of that 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 restrictive kind of mindset that I was in really is what I mean, the analogy is from obviously caterpillar to a butterfly, right? And really wanting to to stretch into that. But I'm hearing a lot in the languaging right now, some of the interviews we're doing with potential shift clients, I'm hearing that victim language. And I really am excited to help people shift that, not necessarily change because there's going to see their own journey through change, but to start that first initial shift. Well, it is an interesting time, isn't it? And let's make no mistake. I mean, when we look back, you know, pre-2020 and get through 2020, and here we are at 2023, there's a lot, you know, there's pre, there's during it all, and then there is post. And I'm a little bit hesitant to use certain words because of algorithms. But at the end of the day, you know, the world is kind of messy these days, isn't it? And there's so many things that we just have no control over. And all we can control is our, I guess, how we handle the world. And is it frightening? Yes. Is it a little bit disconcerting? Yes. Is it, you know, uh, confusing? A hundred percent. Is it like the social disruption that's happening today is really just kind of going off the charts and it's easy to fall and to be, or even believe, I guess, that you are a victim to it because it's a lot of what we're being fed in terms of some of our government and some of our policymakers, it's like everybody's a victim to what's going on. And while some of that can feel true, how we handle the world, how we move into the world is going to be how we actually change within ourselves, how we view ourselves and how we view what we're going to take on in this kind of dynamic change into a new era. So, you know, some of the tools that we often talk about is really about reflection. It's about meditation. It's about journaling. It's about creating an environment and setting yourself up in a culture of like-minded individuals. Here's the thing is that you know, in the breakdown of so many relationships that have happened, we've seen it. And I know that many of our listeners have either seen it or perhaps even being a part of it, you know, family members, significant others, that there's that diversity. Now, we talk a lot about that on the show. So it sometimes seems like it's always bad news, but it's not, you know, many that we've seen, a lot of those changes that happened turned out to be for the better. It's like this kind of, uh, I don't know, I don't want to call it a purge, but it's like cleaning up the mess that has built up. You're forced to kind of review relationships. You're forced to kind of get your house in order in some regards and to chart to change. Those who do will actually prosper in this new era as we go forward. We talked a lot about that this weekend and how technology will change the world, for example, and is changing the world. And how we can embrace technology is just one example of the new era. Now, when we think about the change we need to be, you know, the change that we have to, to be in the world, 
you know, how do you kind of guide your clients? Because you've got athletes and business clients that are dealing with all the things that they're dealing with. Is there a kind of go-to, you know, start by doing this? Well, yeah. One of the first things, of course, is to identify their values and to start cleaning up incompletions. In order to set a new goal, in order to set a big goal, you have to be prepared of all the disruption that's going to happen in your life. The bigger the goal, the bigger the disruption. And what I do is try to normalize that. Now, normalization is a technique that I use with a lot of my clients that allows them to not normalize things like mediocrity or being average or, you know, the strive to be normal. When you normalize normal, then we're in trouble. So the word that I use is when we clean up our incompletions, I mean, we can create on top of incompletions, but it creates a whole bigger mess. So the first thing I do is help them identify their incompletions in all seven areas of life and then gently work them through. And the faster we can get through the complete, the incompletes, the cleaner their conversations get, the more focused they get on their goals and the less distractions that are they allow to come in. Their thought processes slow down, the focus goes up, etc. So the normalizing of normal really is something that I have to push back. That creates a lot of inertia and not necessarily with the high achievers and the high performance and the H&W clients that I work with, but with people who are really striving for comfort. That's not really even I don't think who's listening to this podcast. So if we can normalize not being normal instead of what we're being forced to do is we're forced to be being average. We're forced to, you know, identify a certain way and make sure that we're more important you know, in, in one area uh, or uh, the other, or we're being forced, this whole equity thing is being forced upon us. Equity is not about meritocracy. Equity is not about everything being equal. It's about lowering expectations. So when I bring those kinds of conversations forward, I try to neutralize them. And the minute we take the charge of the emotional, physical, or the intellectual charge off something, then I can move forward with a new conversation. And again, the bigger the goal, the bigger the chaos. Well, it's something that you you know bring forward in, in the conversation of incompletions. I think this is so important. Is as we kind of again go into a, a new dynamic, a new era, the world shifting, changing because it is, and the incompletions are we talk about is what are we going to leave behind? Why do we need to bring this into? the new era with us, you know, and those are incompletions around conversations that need to be had relationally with friends, with family, with significant others. What are you operating on top of? So in other words, you know, what is it that somebody continues to do that is pissing you off? So either you've got to talk to them and say, I can't operate that way. Like I can't live into that dynamic of environment or how you're showing up and, or you have to shift how you view the world. Either way, something has to change. So you're not dragging that charge, if you will, that trigger into where you want to go to. Those are incompletions. And, and certainly there's incompletions around, you know, are you, is your environment, do you need to change your environment? Have you, it's a, it's a bit of a task, but it's an incompletion. Is, you know, what's your wardrobe? Is, you, you know, you've got 10 years worth of clothes hanging in your closet that you keep threatening to, you know, lose weight to get into or gain weight to get into, or uh, we got to get rid of it because it's out of fashion, you know, and all of a sudden it just continues to build up. These are all things that, you know, we have to let go of. And those are incompletions because they're energy leaks. They keep sucking energy so that when we're going forward, it's like, this weight that we're carrying, and we need to let some of that weight go. 
Do you remember reading the book back in the day when we first started our journey, The Celestine Prophecy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. And that was a lot about, you know, moving forward on your journey and having to let go, not just of belief systems or having to complete conversations, but to physically let go of the things that are in the way of you moving forward in your life. And I thought that was such a powerful book. I don't even know if it's in print anymore, but um, if you do get a chance to read it or listen to it, it's quite, um, I I found it uh, one of the disruptive books that I've ever read that gave me a new courage, similar to um, The Alchemist in that regard. So those two books were about change and about letting go and about transforming a certain way of being or a thought process, but in a way that still moved you forward. You made a really good point just about incomplete conversations with people. I'm going through something right now where the potentially I could lose the entire generation. My uh, two aunties have passed away within a month of each other. Another one is about to pass away this shortly. And then my dad. So that's an entire legacy, a generation of family that could potentially pass away within six months in 2023. Now, when I think of incompletions and I think of, you know, moving forward and losing that many family members in one year, I, I have to go inside and go, okay, have I said everything I need to say to each of them? Do I have the the courage to to tell them I love them? Do I have the courage to to say maybe some things that I've wanted to say, but I've held back? You know, is it worth it? You know, is it kind? Is it, is it, does it make sense to do that now? And so looking at that, then at the same time, not comparing at all, but you know, the closet conversation. I mean, since 2020, I haven't worn any of my business clothes. My travel outfits have changed. You know, things are going to change and those are little stuck energies, but they're also stuck money. So when we look at change and transformation and growth and, and moving forward is to look at seven areas of life, but also look at, you know, the clutter. I look at, you know, I, I somehow have this amazing relationship with clutter. I seem to know where everything is, but to other people, it really looks cluttered. So how I judge myself around that can also be an incompletion because I spend a lot of time worrying what other people think about my spaces. So when we talk about change, we talk about being the change. It's also, and again, I don't want to step over this. It's also about a level of self-awareness and self-acceptance, not making excuses for myself but or for anybody else. But to make the changes and make decisions from a place of this is going to move me forward. This is what's going to move me towards my goal. And this is what's going to align with my values so that I can eliminate all the clutter, whether it's emotional, spiritual, physical, whatever. So clutter is the thing that is also could be in the way. And also I work with a lot of people on their emotional clutter. Emotional clutter. That's a good one. I like that that thought process because it really is, uh, I think, a good description of what's going on for many people is emotional clutter. You know, when we talk about creating a life by design, for example, you know, often we see people and and I know that I'm guilty of this as well, is that you go to this physical, you know, environment that you're trying to create. So it takes money and it takes, you want, you know, you want a beautiful home and you want all the things you want, you want all the stuff. And when we think about creating a life by design, it's easy to step over well, what else could that mean besides stuff? You know, we're at a point in our life where stuff really isn't our thing. It's really about creating a, an amazing environment, but it's also about how are we feeling about our life? And we have to understand that we take responsibility for that. So creating a life by design for me has also morphed into how are we feeling about the life that we have, the relationships that we have, the sense of, uh, I guess, accomplishment and or 
the sense of joy or happiness overall. And it's been a tough year, you know, for both of us, I think, in that regards. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder with all that we've dealt with this year, uh, if we didn't have the tools and the skills that we have, I think sometimes we would have just totally melted down. And, you know, the thing about that is when you start to have these tools, when you start to look at life through a different lens, a lot of things can come at you. And it's kind of like the matrix, you know, when he, in that last scene, when he looks down the hallway and, you know, everybody just turns into zeros and ones and he just kind of, you know, takes all the bad guys and, you know, blows them out the door, whatever that last scene was, it was because of how he viewed the world. He really was uh, just understanding that how he saw it. And I don't want to pretend I know the concept of matrix inside out, but the point is, is that that's what shifted for him. It was the shift of how he saw himself. And then that changed how he saw, in this case, the bad guys. But the point is, is that with all that was going on, the change was with him. And I think it's just a good kind of maybe, maybe it's not a metaphor for, you know, how we have to look at life. And for anybody, I think that when we look at the emotionality behind things, it's what really can fuck up our day, our week, our month, our life. You know, if there's blame, if there's complain, if there's victim, if this shit is always happening to me, why does the why is it always bad luck? You know, it's the case of, you know, I always remember somebody who worked for me who once sat down and she goes, you know, my dad always told me if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. And I'm oh, going, wow. oh boy, did you what ever take that? <laughs> did you ever take that on? Because this girl was every day was a drama. I had to let her go. I, I just couldn't deal with the dramas that she dealt with. But then when she shared that with me, I had so much more empathy and understanding for her thought process. Her dad literally said that to her. She, you know, was a young lady. She, you know, he basically said, young lady, if it wasn't for bad luck, you wouldn't have any luck at all, it seems. You know, we think about the influences that we have when we say things like that, even if it's tongue in cheek. That's really, that's really sad. <laughs> I know. Anyways, we, we carry on. So the point is, is that how we see the world is incredibly important. The change we need to see is within myself, as Rumi says. And when we expand on that, we start to understand and see the world differently. What's the Wayne Dyer quote that you used to like hammer me with all the time about the way that, that you look at things? When we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. Yeah. So this podcast is all about these amazing quotes about shifting and changing. It's not like it's a new concept, you know, from Wayne Dyer to Rumi all the way back to, you know, the beginning of time is that human beings, I think we're driven to grow. And in order to grow, you know, we need to to understand. Did you know that's the lobster story? Do you know how lobsters grow? Remind me, remind me. I, I do. Lobsters Lobsters are like really f like fleshy and soft. And we think of them as hard in their little shells, right? They're not. They, they're soft and then they grow into their shell. And then they are so uncomfortable that they go and they, they lodge themselves under a rock, rock lobster, until they can break out of that shell and it cracks open. And then they're soft and vulnerable again. That's why they don't want to change is because they're vulnerable again. But then the, 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 the shell starts to grow around them and it restricts their growth again. And they get super uncomfortable. So as this goes over time is that that is like kind of how I feel sometimes is that this this restricting and it's painful. And I know I have to grow. I know I have to pop whatever shell or image or thought process because it's so uncomfortable that I've gotten used to that uncomfortable thing, meaning how, the more uncomfortable it is, the more important it is that I have to shift and grow into my what's next because I love that lobster story. 
Well, it's a great point. And, you know, we hammer that one, some version of that often, which is to say that there is no growth in status quo. You have to get uncomfortable. There is, you know, that's universal law. You're going to build an empire. You're going to build something. You're going to change in some way. It's going to get tested. It's actually going to get tested and say, okay, are you serious about this? Okay, well, here, let me just throw a little test at you and just see how profound you are. You know, let, let's see how zen-like you are. Let me throw a little drama at you and see how you react in this case of this drama, you think you're so zen-like. You know, these are things that often happen. You build a great business, it gets tested. You have a relationship with people, uh, even significant other, it gets tested. And it really is universal law, but the reason it gets tested goes back to that foundational. It is survival of the fittest. And the fittest means that when you get tested, you step up, you grow, you get stronger from that particular test. And that is such an important concept to understand. And I would encourage anybody to, reflect on your life and just think about the times that you have grown always before the growth came something it came a stretch it came something you know a drama it came something it something showed up that you had to work through you had to push yourself you had to grind it out and figure it out and that's where the growth lives is in those tests like going to the gym you want to get stronger add an extra plate to that bar that tests you. And that's where the strength and the growth lives is in those tests and in those challenges that we have to face. And if we look at that and embrace it, it's not, well, let's face it, it's not for everybody. A lot of people are just okay. And that's fine. You know, I don't think many of them are listening to this podcast, but, you know, the reality is, is there's just some people that we look at them and you go, gosh, you're just in the TikTok of the world. And, you don't understand it. We don't understand it, you know, because we're driven to always be in a growth mode, you know, and sometimes we go, okay, we need to just chill out. <laughs> yeah, we need to step back for a second, reevaluate, take a look at the terrain, make sure we're still going in the right direction. But, you know, I can't tell you one single athlete that said to me, I want to be an Olympic champion that hasn't been had a massive test, massive test to the point where they want to quit. And sometimes I have to take them through an exercise called permission to quit in order for them to feel what it would be like if they gave up on themselves and gave up on their goals. And I truly believe not one of the champion athletes that I've worked with has had it easy. It looks like it when they're on top of the podium or when you, people sign the, the big deal or the big record deal or whatever. It, it looks all beautiful and rosy for one moment. But the truth is they have had to overcome a lot and embrace a lot of adversity on the way. And that to me, that's the test. If you can see the adversity, oh, look at there, there's some adversity. What am I going to have to do? Do I have to clean up an incompletion? Do I have to have a conversation with somebody? Do I have to slow down? Do I maybe have to do a, a rest and recovery day? What do I have to do in order to move through this? And many times what I find is that it's a conversation or it's a belief system that they have to bust in order to go to the next level. And I think that could be a whole other podcast around belief systems. Well, it is interesting. You know, it's like you can't go into chapters, you can't go on Kindle and see a whole section called How to Be Amazing at Mediocrity. It just, you <laughs> know, not one? Really? There, there isn't a section about that. What happens is, is we start to realize that we're being mediocre or we are living a mediocre life and we want to do more, be more. We want to show up differently. We want to actually uh, be the change we want to see in the world. Hence, we listen to these podcasts. Hence, we, uh, you know, get coaching and how do we get better? You know, we hire that coach that takes us to the gym. We hire that personal development coach. We, 
we register for shift. Hopefully people exactly. will register for shift. We're here. We're now. But, you know, something that showed up this weekend and, you know, as we start to wind down, I want to I, I want to shine an interesting light on something. You know, we hear from literally hundreds of people on any given month within the real estate investment network community. Oh, I just want I want to go back to live events. I just wish we could have live events. And, you know, understanding that. What we did this weekend, this past weekend, was we said, okay, you know, there's a live event and there's a virtual way of doing this. Uh, register for either and uh, here we go. And 99% registered for virtual. Now, wow. what's interesting about that is I get what people are saying, but I think what people are really saying is I just want to get together and hang out. <laughs> I don't want to go and, you know, I don't want to go to a webinar. I don't want to do a live learning event, although I know some do. Uh, but we offered that option for people and uh, many people registered, like a lot. It was just a really great number of people that said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in, but I'm going to do it virtually because let's face it, virtual is convenient. I don't have to find parking. I don't have to find babysitting. I don't have to put up with traffic. I can turn off my camera and have my dinner and, uh, you know, uh, have my kid on my lap or my dog, whatever. The point is, is that it was an interesting little shift that we're seeing with as much as people say, I want a live event. When it comes to time to step up and go, okay, here we go. They go, no, 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 that's no, the timing's not right. You know, so it's just an, an interesting observation. But uh, look at what we've normalized. Yeah. We've normalized staying at home. Yeah. We're, we're normalizing, you know, Zoom. We're normalizing, you know, being, having meetings online, which, you know, and to your point before is that it's, the cost of it, the decrease in cost of travel, for example, if you want to go to Toronto for a meeting from Vancouver, it's 10 hours just in travel. Mm. So it's a three-hour, sorry, a three-day trip for a one-day meeting. Mm -hmm. So there are some conveniences. Yeah, but sure. the normalization piece, what I'd like to people to consider to stretch into is also notice what else you may have normalized. Are you normalizing staying at home? You know, sometimes, honey, I'll watch you go, you know, you'll go to Home Depot and you'll still have your slippers on. You know, or did you, you'll jump in the truck with the dogs with your with your slippers on. And I'm like, OK, what are we normalizing here? Uh, you know, sometimes I won't wash my hair for four days. You know, I have to look at some of those things and get not just those self-care habits back, but also take a look at one of some some of the things we've normalized, like having meetings on Zoom or not leaving the house, not leaving the compound or 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 making plans and then breaking them at the last minute. So. I do want to, you know, shine a light a little bit on some of the downsides of that. Yeah. All I know is when I go to Home Depot with my uh, bunny ear slippers, uh, the trades guys that are there start to laugh at me until I tell them that they're steel-toed uh, bunny right. ear slippers. See? So adaptation. Anyway, we just have You're to You're so adapt. adaptable. Okay, folks. Well, uh, Stephanie, anything you want to add as we wind this down? Anything you left uh, feel like you need to add before we shut down? Mm, no, I think the biggest thing... I don't want to add, I want to reiterate is that when we normalize things and we, we justify being um, mediocre, just to know you're ripping yourself off, you know, stretch, grow, even if it's just a little bit every day, step into your, your what's next in a way that doesn't have to be all powerful and best life, you know, ongoing, but just know that that's possible. And, and to take a look at what you may be normalizing that's holding you back from having the goal. And if you say you want something, go for it and be prepared to be tested. I think it's a great point. And uh, just a reminder for everybody that being your best self is internal. It is not external. And uh, go within and uh, you won't ever go without. Stephanie? That was fun. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others, share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.